Hey, 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 welcome to the Symphony Podcast. And today we're going to start off with Matthew's journal. And uh, it's a pleasure. I know you write a lot and consume a lot of books. So uh, why don't you just start off by reading a little bit of stuff that you wrote with no idea that you were going to read it on the podcast. <laughs> just read from your diary, man. Yeah, just show a- us what you got. Is my mic turned around? No, right you're good. No, we're good. Okay. Um, yeah, I actually, I wrote this the other day uh, when I got back from surfing on a day where it was just really sloppy, like not, not really good waves, nothing much to catch, short rides. And I had this point of reflection of like when I was just starting surfing, today would have pissed me off like a lot. But I came back and I had this different mindset and I was like, I was just thankful for the experience to have gone out in the ocean. And I was kind of like reflecting on that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's was what led me to write this. And what I said was some days you're not going to catch shit and that's just how it goes. No amount of frustration or willpower can change it for a beginner. This is insanely discouraging. The process of surfing can feel like a knee deep journey up an incline of volcanic ash sliding back with every step forward you make. There's beauty in becoming okay with that. This is a true sign of maturation when you can find things to enjoy and be grateful for or in tune with on the days where you're not catching anything. Maybe you became a little stronger of a paddler. Maybe you found a little more balance. Maybe it was just nice to be outside bobbing in the water with the sun on your face. Life is random and cosmic divine energy can strike for or against you at any moment. You have to surrender a little bit. Part of the thrill of surfing is that when you start paddling for a wave, you have no idea how that ride is going to be. But no matter how it goes, you will learn through the experience. An equal amount of progress comes from getting dumped over the falls and pinned as riding a wave smoothly with style. It's a lot like life in that way. You can sit out in the lineup, watching every wave pass by, overthinking how you're out of position, not courageous enough, not skilled enough, but at some point you're going to have to choose to ride. Commit to the drop and let go into it. Let your uncertainties be exposed in the midst of something you can't take control of. Allow yourself to be instinctual, to find rhythm, and act within the energy of something larger and more powerful. Our senses will remain sharp if we're putting them in situations where they need to be adaptive, to act and react in the best interest of the individual. So, just to kind of frame this episode up, um, I mean, it's kind of like the concept of, of safety, right? Of like thinking that there's something that's just going to save you or like you can just sit like I think a lot of people think about the concept of like oh just trust the universe right and they forget that you also play a role in that it's like yeah trust trust the universe if you want but you also have to take chances you have to learn you have to you have to choose to ride sometimes and and understand that you might not have the full picture of what you're stepping into, but what, like once you take that step in that direction, you are going to learn like no matter what, but you have to put yourself in the position to learn. And so I think the thing that originally got me thinking on this was, um, a section of a book called recapture the rapture by Jamie wheel. Who's one of the <coughs> co-founders of the flow genome project, which is something that's super fascinating. And I highly suggest people check it out. Um, all about human consciousness and human performance and kind of like the intersection of, uh, mental and physical, uh, performance and health and all that good stuff. But he was talking about how, 
um, religion can be dangerous in some ways in the sense that we have this concept of like the all powerful, all knowing, all good God who will like save us if we go to church every Sunday. And so it leaves us with this question when bad things happen of like, why is this happening to me? Right. Or like, and, and so what he was saying is that if you look back in history, if you look back in like native American lore or the Greek gods, like there was this level of trickery that was always like the gods could like, usually they, they could help you at certain times, but they could also just make things really difficult for you at certain times, just because they were jealous. They were envious. Like there was a human level to gods that like basically saying that there's a chance for divine energy to break for against you at any certain time. And just like the wind, it kind of blows both ways. Mm -hmm. And so having this concept of a God who only will act out of love and like, and create good things and never allow bad things to happen is kind of damaging because when bad things do happen, which they inevitably will, we get confused and start asking these questions of like, why is this happening to me? And, And I think the point that I'm trying to make here is that like, maybe there is no why like maybe life is just happening and we can create a why we can create like and i think that's a more powerful response to something like that is creating a why that's actually going to create positivity in your life so instead of being like taking the victim role and saying i can't believe this is happening to me my life is constant suffering constant misery like Instead, taking the opposite approach and and saying, what is this trying to teach me? This happened because I need to learn this lesson or I need to learn how to let go of this or I need to become more comfortable with death or I need to whatever it might be like you have some say there. But I think you ultimately do yourself a disservice by asking that question of, of why is this happening to me as if the world is unfolding constantly for you and for Mm, you only. I like that. I like that a lot. That's kind of far away from the surfing <laughs> from where we started, well, but yeah, there's a few things wrapped up in there, but overall just a bucket of wisdom that you just dumped on the table. bro. <laughs> uh, awesome journal entry. And I think there's that, like if you're always trying to say like, why me? Or if you're looking at, it's just like a narrow perspective on the world. Like if you, instead you're just like, Uh, I've said it before, but like bad things happen so that worse things don't happen. Or if you see a failure as an opportunity rather than a setback, like a setback is a setup for a comeback is Mm. another quote that I've heard. I just looked up 100 Bible verses about bad things that happen to good people. So this is clearly a religious topic, Yeah, (laughs) which tells you that people have been struggling with this concept for such a long time. Like Mm. how can you be a good person and then, you know, have your shit stolen when you're in Barcelona or whatever. Yeah, that's that happened to me. I'm not saying I'm a good person, but <laughs> you know, why, like, why does the randomness of the universe have to have the good and the bad? It's like, to me, how do you enjoy the good without having some of the bad? Or how do you even enjoy, like, this is a topic that's kind of interesting now because life extension is becoming more of a thing that people mm. are talking about. And it's like, people want to live longer. Like if you gave someone the chance, like, do you want to live a thousand years? You might say yes, Mm -hmm. but what you're doing there is you're devaluing each and every moment that this life is so short as it is. Like Mm -hmm. we live 80 years, maybe, you know, the first five or a wash, the last five or 
you know, often probably not as quality as, you know, the middle age years. And so like ultimately you get like a blink of an existence. And for me, that knowing that makes each moment so much more valuable. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't know if that plays into what you're saying. It does. I mean, I think, and Alan Watts talks a lot about this too, of how everything is an implication of something else. So like, uh, I wrote this down the other day too. It says everything that exists implies the existence of its opposite, happiness, sadness, victory, defeat, life on and on and on. Like going through a struggle implies that there's hope, bounty and redemption that awaits you. There is no such thing as grief for grief's sake alone because grief implies joy. Grief follows loss, but loss implies gain and the cycle goes on and on and on. Mm. And so we don't, we have no context for what happiness is if we haven't felt sadness. We have no concept for what life is if death didn't exist. So there's that critical balance. And I mean, that's why the yin and yang is that literally at the core of existence in, in, in some cultures. And so it's just like, there has to be that balance for anything to exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the human body is like that too. And 100%. this is kind of a different angle, but Not even dude. But like with, when you look at surgeries, for example, and like my brother is going through this right now, it's like he's had multiple knee surgeries and now he's still struggling with different things that are going wrong because it, when you fix something, when you isolate something within a system, it will inevitably throw off the balance of something else. So it might fix that problem, but it, it, but it throws off this balance, this equilibrium that was existing before in its natural state by like overemphasizing a certain area. And so it's like, once again, the answer to everything is balance, but, um, dude, hundred percent Zach Bush on Aaron Alexander's show was talking about that. Like we have this, this thing that we do as human beings, it's like, okay, there's a problem. What's the solution? A lot of the times, at least in the medical arena, it's a very high level intervention mm. instead of looking at like the human body wants to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Naturally, we feel good. Naturally, we have energy there are things that block that from happening. So instead of like trying to take a pill or take a vaccine or something that's going to just like save the day of this like golden bullet, it's like, how can we understand that there's not, it's not as simple as that. Right. And so removing the blockers between you and health is more valuable and it's going to lead to longer lasting, more widespread success in whatever you're looking for than it is to try and find like, this is knee surgery, right? Is a good example. Like I had a shoulder surgery, but a lot of surgeries are unnecessary. I'm not Mm. saying that's what's your brother's situation probably needs the surgery, but yeah, being aware that like, just because you isolate the problem and solve that thing, then other things are going to show up. Well, even surgeons will tell you that a lot. It's like, this should be your last resort, Mm -hmm. right? Cause it's exactly, it can throw things off that Mm -hmm. you can't really foresee. So it's, it's dangerous, but I think striving for balance just in general is, is a good way to be. And then also with the more to tie this back to kind of what we were originally talking about of like, there is no why, but it's just like, so instead of asking that when, when bad things happen, Mm -hmm. just kind of try to keep that forward minded idea of like, if, if this hurts right now, that's because a, I've known what it feels like to not hurt and B that like, it's not going to be forever. Like this is not the final form of what I'll be feeling. Cause things constantly go up and down. Like, right. There's a reason why energy waves literally move up and down. It's like, that's right. just the reality of it. Yeah. Like there's a reason why hell is eternal suffering. Cause it's eternal. Like mm-hmm. that is the scariest freaking thing possible is to have an eternal existence of any type. 
Oh, okay. Wait, finish with that, and then I have something important well, or, to I, talk about. No, go ahead because I want to tie it back into the safety thing and like be, like being willing to make, uh, being able to take risks and like surfing. I mm. really resonated with that take that you had too. Mm-hmm. So what do you got? So Tommy Rives, did you listen to his episode on Rich Roll recently? No. So he's an ultra endurance athlete, insane runner, like mm-hmm. just so accomplished and just such a badass. Like he's one of the most ripped dudes I've ever seen. And he's also, he, he writes a lot. He is really introspective and just like speaks eloquently about the world. I highly suggest listening to his episode on ritual, but he got diagnosed with cancer and just went through this absolutely horrendous journey with it. Like, and he's now he's in remission, but it's like not guaranteed that he's going to make it out, but he's like slowly starting to gain things back and experience freedoms again that he completely lost from the cancer and stuff. But he basically had a near death experience throughout his chemotherapy. And he was saying the one realization that he came back with is that heaven and hell are, are things that are here too. And they're happening on a moment to moment basis. And we kind of have the ability to choose which energy we want to attach to and like we choose which area we want to be in based on like how we show up in the world the the words we choose to use our actions how we show up for other people whether we're choosing love or we're choosing hate like they're just these two energy fields that are always here and i thought that was super interesting too Mm -hmm. because then it makes you be a little bit more intentional about your second to second decision making and like how you're being present and showing up in the world basically yeah no i think if you've ever been surfing or if you've ever really any any like activity that involves like doing something outstanding whether that's riding a wave or just yesterday i have this visual in my head of like i was kind of it wasn't a cliff but i was up on kind of a place where i was skiing and i was in a situation where I had to ski kind of through two trees and then it was super steep. So I was kind of committing to this line and I had to then make another turn and then I would get to a place of Mm -hmm. like, okay, now I could like be safe. So if I, if something went wrong during that first like two seconds, like I could go face to a tree and like have a really bad injury. Or if you're surfing and like you're sitting outside and, you know, kind of just hanging out, we, you've been to a, a beach where, people are surfing and there's those guys that are kind of just like not even getting close to the break Mm. because like they're looking for that one perfect wave or something (laughs) that wave's not coming. Right. And so you can just watch those waves rolling by. You were talking about this before we started recording, but at a certain point you have to say, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm paddling for this one. And once you start paddling for that wave, if there's a set coming in and you don't catch that first wave, you're in the suffer chamber, you know, mm-hmm. you're, yeah. you're in a tough situation and, uh, knowing when, like, depending on how high the stakes are, maybe this isn't an analogy that we could draw some wisdom from. Like if the, if the waves are small, you can just paddle for any wave. Like mm-hmm. there's not a huge risk. If you fuck it up, you can just take one on the head. It's not that big of a deal, but on big days, like when you only have a certain amount of energy if you paddle for a wave and make a mistake, it's going to have bigger repercussions. Yeah. But those are the things that are like f- by far more satisfying when you succeed at doing them and allows for so much more growth mm-hmm. than if you're always just like, oh, that's an easy wave. I could easily do that one. <laughs> so I'm just going to do that one, you know? Right. And that's just so, so limiting. So yeah, being willing and taking those lessons from skiing or from surfing and trying to apply them like to this podcast, like the last episode that we did, or maybe it's next week's, I don't know on uh, where do you get your news, bro? Mm -hmm. Like that was almost like a step 
I'm like, that's the step that I'm trying to make and like doing more things that are driving value, but also talking about things that are difficult to talk about. Mm -hmm. Like if we just dance around and talk about like cute, fun stuff all the time, no one's going to listen to it, first of all, because it's not interesting. Right. And we're not going to grow through it. So like, yeah. And wisdom needs to be applied too, and just in general, like, I think it's easy to like, and it's like, (laughs) this is a tough one too, because there's a certain point where it's like, if you're doing all these positive, you're reading all these positive things, you're taking in all this good information and that's it, that you're not applying it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like that, that is not the best situation either. Cause then you kind of run the risk of running this like airy fairy lifestyle where like, you know, things from a book or, you know, things from a podcast, but you've never applied them in real life situations too. So I think that's another step of that of the life process is like, yeah, it's great to take in good information, learn, but like, if you're not applying it mm-hmm. in a real world situation, like if you're not go, if you're not dropping in on a wave, mm-hmm. if you're just learning, if you're only going in on small waves or like sitting out at, behind the break and being like, I, ah, you know, I could, I could get that one, but I'm not, not going to go for it just because this or that. It's like, that is not, that's not a great existence either. Which do you feel worse afterwards? when you pass up on a wave that could have been so good or when you go for one and get slammed, go for one and get slammed. Right. Uh, Yeah. Because you learn, like you, you learn. Yeah. And then you, at least you didn't like, like this is why when I used to play baseball, striking out without swinging. Oh, the worst, the worst. Dude. Yeah. It's like you got it. The dugout and you're just like, I should have just swung at that. I would be in the same situation if you swing and miss or if you (laughs) at least take a cut. You gotta take a chance. You have to take a chance. And then, yeah, like same with, trying to advance in your career. It's like, you can read every business book in the, in the world or every startup book in the world, but it's like, what steps are you actually tangibly taking? Mm-hmm. Like you got to take a chance at some point. You can't right. just, you got to take the ride, you know? hundred percent, man. I love it. This is a fun one. I'm having yeah. fun. This is a quick one too. <laughs> quick hitter. Lots of good stuff in there. Quick though. hitter. I want to do more where I just get to hear your journal. <laughs> Well, listen to the solo episode. We got some good quotes in there from the, from the journal a few weeks back or whenever. Yeah. I don't even know. A month ago at this point. Journal. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. It has journal in the title. Heck yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to just going to drop a call to action here, which we're going to do a, we're going to do a giveaway. And, uh, actually it already happened. If this podcast (laughs) is going out when I think it is a little, we're doing a recording session here. I'm going to be straight up. You hear the difference in the quality of the microphones. That's because we're in person uh, looking at each other across the table and we're going to do a giveaway where if you submit a rating on Spotify has to be five stars. You know, you <laughs> has one, to be. <laughs> give us a one star rating. You're not getting the giveaway. Yeah. Give us a five star rating. Uh, maybe drop a quick comment about an episode you liked or maybe if there's any value that you've gotten from this show, be awesome to hear about that and you'll be put into the mix. Probably not that many people are going to do this. You probably got a pretty good chance yeah. of winning. What are we giving away? Uh, we'll give away the peak performance stack. So the one, stack? the whole stack, one month supply of Ooh. root strength and one month supply of shroomy. She'll be set up with that. And like Kyle said, I mean, there's probably not that many people who are going to enter this. So yeah. leave us a, leave us a rating and your maybe a comment and your odds are good. Yeah. yeah. The odds are in your favor. Heck yeah. Well, looking forward to next week, next Monday and until next time. Peace. <laughs>